You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. This is the Mind of the Meanie. Here are your hosts, the Blue Meanie and Adam Barnard. Peace world and welcome everybody to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE superstar and ECW original, the Blue Meanie. Cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in Mind of the Meanie. I am your tour guide, Adam Barnard, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what's on your mind? Anxiety. An anxiety road show on the road to the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, man. Uh, a little inside baseball. We're recording February. I can't believe it's fucking February. February 4th, 2023, 10, 10 a.m. Today's the anniversary of when the Eagles won the Super Bowl five years ago. Wow. Which still doesn't feel real, but what doesn't, what feels, Less real is the fact that we're going back in, in five years, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, um, just uh, counting down the days. Since uh, we last recorded, uh, it was like the morning of the NFC Championship game, and we went down and uh, tailgated, and then we went down to McCuskers. And after the game, whew, it's like a South Philly turned into uh, New Orleans. It was like Mardi Gras, just... <laughs> People took the like I always like I warn you. And we 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 took the Broad Street and went down the Broad and Shunk, and then uh, went back to McCusker's and drank it till I slept at the bar. And <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I did fall asleep because it was a long day of drinking, but uh, recovered, and then uh, went to bed and woke up and went, "Oh shit, we won yesterday!" <laughs> so uh, all up in my emotions today, just uh, or this whole two weeks, yeah. But uh, it's insane, man. I can't believe uh, Eagles are going to the Super Bowl against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. Which uh, is going to be amazing. Um, a lot of parallels there. You know, mm-hmm. Andy Reid coaches the Chiefs, used to coach the Eagles. Half that staff used to be on the Eagles with, you know, Greg Lewis, their wide receiver coach, used to play here. Mm. And, uh, you know, shit. It's going to, it's good. Yeah, fuck, there's a, Kansas City Chiefs Bar in South Philly, which is bizarre, but uh, big big Charlie Saloon on Tenth and uh, McKean. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Like it's the perfect world's colliding situation with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, I, last week I was tailgating with Richard Christie and his his awesome wife Kristen. Uh, she's an Eagles fan. He's a Chiefs fan. Mm. So. It's a whole bunch of cool scenarios going on. So I know I'm I'm ranting hey. uh, starting the show, but uh, this is where my mind is right now. My mind is uh, set all the way from, dude, it's been on sports since September. Between the Phillies being in the World Series and the Eagles being in the Super Bowl, I don't know how to behave. <laughs> uh, but how cool is it, though, that, that two, like both of the, you know, biggest sports teams in, in the city made it yeah. to the championship. They made it to the dance in yeah. in the same seasons, right? Because this, all, I guess this we consider. If well, you, right. they, yeah, it's crazy. Like, Nuts, man. And now the Sixers are doing well. So we'll see how that goes. I I, I focus on the Sixers a little bit after the football season because I only handle so much heartbreak. Yeah. You know, so yeah. just... I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, but. no, I don't care. No, it's fine. This is this. Uh, we're, this is a this is a dynamic. This is what we do. This is what our listenership has come to be accustomed to. And by the way, if you're if you're listening to this right now, you could be watching our beautiful faces right now. Record this live, 
If you go to, there we go. We're going to get you to with the, the little the little poses there. Glamour shots by Deb. You could be watching us right now at patreon.com slash mind of the meaning. Sign up today. Become a part of the pod squad. And you can listen to this early and ad free. So you don't even have to listen to all the shit that we talk about. You, or you can just listen to the shit that we talk about and listen to have to pay for anything. So, um, no, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, it's it's we were talking about it a little bit in the uh, in the break room. Um, we were saying about the uh, Super Bowl with the, the Patriots. And I remember, I'll, I'll still tell the story probably till the day I die, sitting in the living room at my old house in Coatesville watching them. And it was like this very abrupt, you know, because you're always used to like, I guess in sports games, you're, I, for me anyway, like it, it always feels like there's some drama at the end of the game. You know, like you're always like it's way, and I guess maybe it's the wrestling fan in me too. I'm like just waiting for the drama, you know, and that one was spectacularly drama free because it's like, I think I forget what the last play was, um, but I think it was a Hail Mary from Brady from, I don't know, the 20 or the, the 30 and he bombed it down the fucking field and it like they didn't catch it. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's the end of the game. I'm like, wait. Did I miss something? Was I was I missing? I, I, I'm still waiting for that ball to hit the ground. <laughs> it's like Prince's guitar at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's somewhere up in the fucking stratosphere right now. You know, like it's perfect. It's perfect analogy. <laughs> I might steal that. Hey, man, uh, that's that's literally where they both are. It's Tom Brady's Hail Mary pass and Prince's guitar from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are still somewhere floating over Lake Michigan at this time. But yeah. Um, no, it was just like, I just remember being like, holy shit, this is, this is amazing. Like, you know, and I, I, I will tell you, meaning, I know we talked about this, uh, separately. I will be at the parade this year. If we are lucky enough, if we're fortunate, if we're fortunate enough to have a parade this year, I will be there. Yeah. I will fucking yeah. be there. I'll be at uh, broad and chunk. You know, I've, uh, I use my, my good luck cup here. My bad things happen in Philadelphia, uh, from our friends at Pink Bike Ralph. You can find him on Instagram at that. He's got a lot nice. of great stuff. Uh, paint your dick's green for the birds is one of my favorite ones. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite fucking things, man. He's so good at that shit. I got to make sure we set up this clip and let him know we're talking about him. But yeah, I saw this one. I was in Pittsburgh and I picked this up and I was like, oh, this is this is a good conversation starter right here. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. Just uh, Yeah, dude, I love <clears throat> If my, living in Philly, I probably shouldn't talk about talk about this out loud. But <laughs> the one thing I love is like the cool bootleg merchandise that comes out, like well, unauthorized yeah. merchandise. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I'm sure some of it's bootleg. Like I'm, I see people selling those. It's a, a Philly thing T-shirts, which is a direct copy of the Eagles one. Yeah. But then again, uh, shout out to my boy uh, Jay at JPTs. He's got a really cool. Uh, it's a Philly thing shirt, which is not a ripoff of the Eagles one. It's a photo of the art museum. They did a really cool drone show for the Eagles right before, uh, uh, right before the Forty uh, Niners game. Mm. God damn, CTE brother, brother. Uh, CTE brother, brother. Uh, right before the Forty uh, Niners game. They had a spectacular drone show over the art museum. So mm. and if, you're not, you know, if you're not from Philly, the art museum is the Rocky steps. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's a really cool shot of like the drones making a, a bird and an Eagle and saying, go birds over to the art museum. So he snapped a photo of that and made it a shirt and says it's a Philly thing shirt. So if uh, you're interested, go to shop dot, jpts.com that's j the letter j the letter p t e e s.com shop.jpts.com and get a spectacular if you're an eagles fan get get one of these shirts it's fucking amazing um i got the uh 4x he's like you rocking a 4x i was like no i'm a 3x but i get a 4x so people go are you losing weight so smart smart man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, our if I can upsize, fuck it. Hey, why you not? Know? Our friend Angel, who does uh, the Yokoz clip on the show here, Yokoz. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he sent me something the other day. It's uh, so the link is fucking Super Bowl dot big cartel dot com, and the hoodie says Super Bowl champs fucking dickhead hashtag bowl hashtag cuz. Hashtag Cuzzo. We posted this the other day, and I just about yeah, drop for the show. Like, 
scout cause. It's the mind of the meanie. I got to get him to do it. I've been waiting to catch up with him so he could record it. He's had some some personal issues going on in his life right now, but he was he was totally open to us using this cause. and having him do other clips for the show. So um, yeah. but he sent he sent he sent me that one. I was like, fuck, dude, that's great. I was like, please tell me you bought that. He's like, I already cop two. So, um, no, dude, it is. It's true. We always get the, I feel like we always get the funniest shit in this city, you know, cause the city is just full of like, if there was just a, a city that encapsulated like the idea of less than zero fucks given, it would be yeah. Philadelphia. Like it's just, it's the internet of the United States. Like the internet's undefeated with their shit. And so is Philadelphia. Oh yeah. It's the best city Fuck in the yeah. world. The whole, where we're known for greasing the poles in this town, which is. I, I, I like since the Eagles won and they're, we're going to the Super Bowl. There's like, I've been like on Facebook, I keep getting these uh, ads for uh, the NFL socks to say grease the poles. <laughs> Amazing. You know, and, and the funny thing is, we're so like, it doesn't work. No. I don't, I don't know what it is. Do they like, like coat themselves in Dawn degreaser, like the, the dish detergent? You yeah. Know, you know, one cut. <laughs> take cuts grease out of your way or whatever the fucking slogan was. Is that what they're doing to counteract the, the pole grease? Dude, I've accidentally leaned up against that shit. Ew, and it's, what is it, it? Doesn't come up. I don't know. It's like fucking Crisco. Ew. I don't know. Didn't some, didn't some porn company send like lube to fucking put on the poles? Yeah, one of the, um, I think it was one of the streaming sites. I can't remember which one. I remember reading the story. I'm going to look it up right now. I'd be careful what I Google right now, but. Oh, um, geez. Let me see. Porn company sends lube to Philadelphia. That should be safe enough where nothing comes up. Um, Adult company. Cam Soda is the name of the company. Uh, They were (laughs) sending a truck filled with 10 55-gallon drums of lube to grease the poles across the city when the Phillies and the Astros were playing in the series this year. So it was actually, it was, it was in 2022, but I don't know if they actually, and Pornhub offered 10, 110 gallons of lube as well. So that's amazing. I wonder, that's if they amazing. Took, I wonder if they took them up on that, but it is, uh, get the world's biggest slip and slide <laughs> slide down. Fuck it. You know, the Philadelphia fans are going to do that shit too. They would find yeah. a way to take it over. It's chaos and bedlam pandemonium in the city. And all of a sudden yeah. there's a fucking like a, a lube slide down broad street. Or right oh. down City Hall, traffic is shut down. You know, like there's nowhere to go. Fucking, they're throwing it at Billy Penn at the top of the fucking the statue, yeah. dumping it on Rocky. Speaking of statues, um, stop putting your fucking sports team stuff on Rocky if you're an opposing fan base. Uh, like back in 2017, uh, for the 2018 playoffs. It always confuses me because the, the seasons in 2017, the playoffs start in the new year. Yeah. The Vikings put a Viking fucking jersey on the Rocky statue, and they all went to the art museum steps, a.k.a. the Rocky steps, and did their skull thing. That ended poorly. Uh, and then the 49ers came to town. They put a 49ers jersey on Rocky and did stuff down at the art museum. That Dude, the score is almost identical scores. The fucking uh, Vikings game ended thirty-eight to seven, and the Forty ers game ended thirty-one to seven, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, I listened to the the uh, Kelsey brothers podcast, New Heights, and uh, Jason uh, Travis Kelsey made a plea: please, Chiefs fan, stay away from the fucking Rocky statue. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Kelsey uh, jokingly said, I'm going to put a, a deer cam on that fucking statue to make sure to see if anybody actually puts a fucking jersey on there, you know. Stay away from Rocky because you're going to fucking jink yourself, which is what you do every time. That's how this works. Don't fucking but do it. Philly is one of the best sports cities. I'm not taking away from any other city mm. because I'm sure you're like, no, cuz. No, you wouldn't say no, cuz. But yeah, cuz. Right. Yeah. You're like, no, my sports city, which is just might be, but I'm a Philly, so I'm a little bit biased. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, to me, Philly's the best sports city from like attitude, sarcasm, wit, you know, just, you know, the Bronx cheer has nothing on the South Philly cheer. Right. You know, just, uh, you know, just, it's amazing. Um, and speaking of glamour shots from Deb, to hop back for a second. You know, we do have Uncle Rico as a backup quarterback, so. It's true. It's true. Yeah. 
And, you know, he can throw a football right over those mountains. So it's very easy to tell, you know. How about this, Cowboys fans? For all your fucking Dak love and Dak's this and that. How about this? How about this? Fucking Gardner Minshew took a snap in the NFC Championship game. How about that? Yeah, that's that. That's Prescott's. That's Prescott every fucking game. Yeah. Jesus oh. Christ, dude. There's what? not. There's nothing that gives me the tingle, tingling sensation of a young meanie finding porn on Prism on a Saturday night than watching the Cowboys shit the bed <laughs> in the last their last play of the game, uh, yep. the last play of the season. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah. Feel it down on my plums, meanie. Oh, God. Make my toe shoot up through my fucking sneaker. <laughs> like, like like David Banner turning into the incredible Hulk. I will fucking shoot like the fucking hose mm. in the cherry pie video. <laughs> oh my god. Dude, fuck the Cowboys, man. Forever and ever and always until the end of time. Until the city is no is no more. And then we would still be standing there with a cockroach. And Keith Richards saying, fuck the Cowboys. Yeah, and uh, yeah, fuck it. have you heard that? Did you see that Jerry Jones, uh, owner of the Cow- Dallas Cowboys suite, where he's like, well, the Philadelphia Eagles went all in this season, and I'd rather have a consistent, uh, steady fucking approach. However the thing is, he's like, it's like, dude, you haven't been in the Super Bowl since I was in high Well, no, I was in high Well. The first one I was in high school, but since 96, yep. you haven't, you haven't been relevant since that way. I mean, you might, you've been in the playoffs maybe five times in 20, in 20 something years. It seems like, but, it seems like your approach, Mr. Jones, isn't working. Yeah. To the point where like the national media is like, what? Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, sorry, we're going a little sports heavy today. It's a but, sports uh, heavy show, folks. We got lots to talk about today, but we had to we had to hype up the Eagles uh, big time here. Yeah, hit it with another Yokaz. Uh, hold on, should, uh, we're uh, we got the chat going here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I missed the previous comments because I had to fucking reboot my computer. <laughs> uh, uh, I see Lucha and I see Shackleford. Uh, so uh, if anybody else comment, I, I lost your, your chat. Vanessa Sorry. is here as well. Awesome. Hello, Vanessa. So, yeah, we're uh, we're just talking about how fucking cold. We were talking about how cold it was uh, before you came back on. Oh, it, it is currently 19 degrees here in Downingtown. And um, Lucha says six. that it's six degrees in Greenwich, Connecticut, with a wind chill of negative eight. And winter has officially kicked us in the fucking stones. It is here. And Those I hate streets it. just got the streets got meaner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure did. The mean street posse is in full effect. There's nothing feeling more tough than when you're in the streets in the cold with the mean street posse. And that's why Manscaped. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, shout out to Manscaped. That's why they pay you the big bucks. Right. Keep your mean street posse clean. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to Manscaped. No, I'm just kidding. No, that'll be later in the show. Trust me. Uh, no, what we were talking about, Vanessa brought up, um, she was talking about Sami Zayn. I don't know if you had a chance to watch SmackDown last night. Um, yeah. But they, wow. Like, they're still building on this shit, man. And and one thing I wanted to pick your brain about while we're yes. talking on this, um, I think maybe, I know I've been kind of trying to avoid saying this out loud, but I think maybe WWE might have another Daniel Bryan problem on their hand with, uh, with Sami Zayn. You know, you That's have... A good problem. It is. I mean, you have that issue where it's like, you know, the company is pushing Batista. They were pushing, they're pushing Cody Rhodes. And all of a sudden, at the same time, you organically have this rise of Daniel Bryan. And then you have now have this rise of Sami Zayn. What do you think about a potential, maybe a triple threat match at WrestleMania with, uh, with Sami Zayn now being involved? Because now they've, they've put the Elimination Chamber card together. What's your thoughts on this? That's a good problem to have because can never have too many stars. You know what I'm saying? For, for all the people who are like, Oh, people are exiting WWE, you know, go to AEW, which fine. I love AEW. Um, WWE always finds a way to make another star. And, uh, this one's happening organically. And the best ones are the ones that are organic. Sami Zayn 
to me, has been on the rise for a while. He just, he's money. He's just money. Yep. And I'll, I'll say this on the podcast. I said it on social media. Sometimes I'm kind of kicking myself nuts, saving it for the pod. But every time I look at Sami Zayn, I think of Robin Williams whenever he does a serious role, like mm. Goodwill Hunting or the way he just emotes his emotions. It's subtle. It's not over the top. But you just look at the man's eyes. Mm-hmm. And the eyes are the one that had the soul. But it's a true. It's a shoot. Yeah, it's true. Just look at Sami Zayn's eyes. And uh, he's just brilliant in the way he emotes emotion. And, uh, like, he did something really smart um, when they were doing the, uh, the the court thing where they're at the table where he slowly, like, backed himself away from the table and he's almost against, like, the ring ropes. He was on, mm. he's literally on the ropes. Yeah. You know, said, uh, figured literally and figuratively. Um, he's brilliant. And so you're going to have this homegrown talent, uh, on the rise, like a Daniel Bryan did. And it's just going to be another superstar that they can, uh, capitalize on. So when we get to mania, I don't know what they're going to do, but I'll enjoy the ride of seeing what happens. Sometimes I like not being in the know or not being, sometimes I enjoy not being able to figure it out. Sometimes I can call like I'll, sometimes I'll call like where they're going with something. Just, Having watched since I was a kid, like when I was a kid, uh, I kind of called the Andre heel turn because mm. <clears throat> uh, he Andre had done something like interview overseas, uh, maybe in France or something like that. And he's like, I got a big surprise when I come to WWE. And I'm just like, man, he's going to fucking, he's going to turn this. Yeah. Just like that was my like training ground. Like as a kid, just watching WWE religiously, like, like uh, Jim Carrey and the cable guy, you mm-hmm. know, just studying everything and, you know, just like that is. So like, you know, I, I, I like, I enjoy watching and trying to predict where things are going to go with my uh, pro wrestler, pro wrestler eye. But uh, I also like putting on my, uh, my fan hat yeah. and just sitting there and just trying to figure out where they're going to go and be surprised. And uh, last night SmackDown was a good surprise because, you know, he's doing the promo. I should have seen it when he said, you know, he sent the, uh, you know, solo and uh, so to the, to the bus and to enjoy some catering. I was like, man, steak and sushi. All right. Thanks, Paul. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks wise, man. But uh, I don't know. If <clears throat> I think there's going to be a, a curveball coming somewhere where like maybe Heyman turns on. Roman or something like that. Just did you notice? There's got to be. There's got to be one more curveball coming. Did you notice though that that Heyman um, was staring, like kind of looking? If you go back and watch the promo from last night with with Roman, Heyman was kind of like eyeballing him, kind of looking out of the corner of his eyes. <clears throat> it was. I don't know if it was as um, acknowledging as Heyman usually is, but. Right. You know, so you still have this stuff with Jey Uso. I still think the plan is going to be Kevin and Sammy against the Usos at WrestleMania. I still see them, and then Kevin and Sammy going over, and that ends their championship reign. Um, I don't know though. I mean, it's it's really, and again, like I'm the same way. Like I'm, it's tough to call, but yeah. it's going to be interesting to see where they go with this uh, title match next week on SmackDown against Braun and uh, Ricochet. Mm-hmm. You know, will he show up? And uh, help defend the belts. And they got like, you know, a whole week to, you know, uh, promote that and yeah. let people speculate and marinate on that. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely it's some of the best storyline they got. I, I, they've had in a while with, you know, Roman and the bloodline and yeah. all that stuff, you know. I feel like uh, the wild card for me is solo. Solo, yeah, Solo ain't said shit. He hasn't said anything. I don't think he's even spoke yet on any of the shows. I might be wrong, but I still feel like something is coming with Solo. I still feel like the way the storyline is progressing, I could see him being like, "I was sent by the elders to watch you because you're not, you know, 
you're getting too you're getting too far into your head kind of thing. You know, like what do you what do you think? Could you see that solo being a twist there? Dude, I I called it like when they did the war games and they're all putting the the ones up in the air and Solo's got his arms crossed. Right. And it's just like uh there's a, a a moment where you know everybody thought, you know, Roma was staring at Sammy, but to me he was staring at Solo. Like so, there's a lot of subtleties going on with this storyline that I just love that nobody's really talking about out loud. Right. That uh I'm kind of you know, I'm picking up on. I'm, I'm picking up what they're laying down. So, or, or whatever the fuck I'm saying. It. I'm, I'm, you're, if, if I may use a phrase from, from our, our colleague, uh, rock, the Dwayne Johnson, uh, you're smelling what the rock is cooking. Yes. So yeah, I, I, they're doing a lot of subtleties there and, uh, whoever's writing it, whether it's Paul, which I'm sure it's a collaboration, but, uh, kudos to whoever's putting this together yeah. you know yeah they're really crushing they're every everything so far they've been nailing it and it's been fantastic um yeah i don't know i i it's hard for me to call because i really feel like this is it for for cody you know like i feel like cody's gonna be the guy that's why they brought him back that's why they gave him the rumble i think that was the plan from the very beginning i don't think hunter or papa h rather was gonna deviate from that once he took over creative um and I still think he's going to be the one that topples the tribal chief. But now it's like, well, now you have this situation with Sami Zayn. And again, like, you know, everybody's excited about Sami, but could Sami be the guy for long term? I think, and again, I'm not, I, I love Sami Zayn. I think he's fantastic. And I do believe he could be this person. But I think in their head, they're probably looking at it like, are we going to strap our wagon to Sami? Or are we going to strap it to Cody, who we've been kind of prepping and priming to be this person? You know what I mean? Like, what's the, it, it, I, you know, look, whatever they end up doing is going to be fantastic. And I'm, I'm really excited for it. But I, I don't know. I don't know what's coming. And I don't really want to know what's coming because I'm, I'm just waiting to be excited. So, um, yeah, I think whatever happens at this WrestleMania, which we're on the road to. That's right. It's going to extend over into SummerSlam mm-hmm. as a. Like the fallout will be stretched out. Like whatever happens at WrestleMania, whether Cody wins or, you know, Cody loses, you know, whether it's Sammy, I I don't know if Sammy's going to be champion at, if Sammy wins the belt in fucking Montreal, which uh, Montreal will just go thermonuclear with the pop. Do you think though, do you think that would, um, Weekend, uh, Cody Rhodes win. I don't know. I don't know. The, the, the goal for him is to get the belt. He wants to win the belt that his dad never did. Right. So that his ultimate goal is just whoever happens to be champions, just circumstantial to his goal of winning that belt, no matter who wins it. But then they also have the story of royal family versus royal family. Right. You know, the Rhodes versus the Anawai. Yeah. Yes. So <clears throat> there's that, but, um, there could be something where, you know, I, it, dude, there's so many different angles that can go. So, uh, how, how soon till elimination chamber? It's a limited, I think it's February 14th. Let me hit the old oh, wow. machine here. Yeah. Elimination chamber 2023 is the 18th of February. So it's in a couple weeks. Jesus Christ. Really? That quick? Yeah. Wow. Almost, uh, that's yeah. in uh that's in that's uh two weeks from today. That's a quick turnaround. Wow. So yeah, that'll be super, super interesting. I'm just uh and they and they've built up the intrigue to this amazingly. So we'll we got this SmackDown coming up. Yep. I'm sure we're gonna do some more raw too, but they got this SmackDown coming up with the drama weather of uh you know, the tag belts will be defended. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I don't see um I don't see the Usos being split up. I don't see it as much as I would love Jay to defect and you know again. But again, like that's the other thing we've talked about this a lot on the show, which you can go back and check a look check out in the uh, Mind of the archives. We've talked about this before too. WWE has another sort of weird problem where they have both belts on Roman and they have both belts on the Usos. And how do you get out of that problem? Because it's like, okay, well, you know, he has a chokehold, a stranglehold on everything. And so 
do you utilize this time where Jay isn't there and they have to forfeit the belts, the SmackDown belts to Braun and, and Ricochet now because they're not competing? Um, do you do the Freebird rule where Solo jumps in and steps in to, to take over that spot? Um, do you have a beatdown that's so vicious at Elimination Chamber? Again, this is all just me pontificating. Do you have a beatdown so vicious at Elimination Chamber to Sammy that Adam Pierce is like, screw you, we're stripping you of the the WWE title, and that's that. You know, like I mean, I I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to call it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like um, the Roman Empire crumbling. Yeah, you know, they're st- they're starting to show cracks. And he had he kind of, no pun intended. He acknowledged that on uh, SmackDown last night, where he's talking about you know uh, you know they they cost him. You know, his empire is where Sammy broke up, is breaking up his family and causing rifts and stuff like that. Could be like the, uh, again, no pun intended, fall of the Roman Empire. Just, you know, Paul Heyman's playing the fiddle, I guess. But, um, playing, I don't know. <laughs> I was reaching for that one there. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think, I don't think Pierce would strip him of the title. I think they want, a decisive winner. I want, I think they want him to lose that belt decisively to, yeah. s- to Cody or Sammy. Uh, but it's got, if, if he has to drop it to somebody, I'm thinking it's Cody. But yeah. again, we have a, a, a Sammy Zane, Daniel Bryan like issue going on here. So I just, it's a good problem to have. It's a good problem to have to have this many people that people have interest in. Yeah, for uh, for the belt, you know, I just don't see. I don't see them letting the belts go that quickly. At Elimination Chamber. It just feels again like it would. It feels like it would cheapen the the win, and I mean cheapen in a way where it's like it would because again, you know, you beat no one's beaten the Tribal Chief. Baron Corbin was the last person that pinned Roman in, in December 2019. He's built this incredible arc for three years now. The person that beats Roman Reigns is going to be the Anointed One. And it seems yeah. like they're going to do that with Cody, right? Like, that's where the plan seems to be going. And my yeah. con- my concern is, okay, well, you do it, and it's not a throwaway because obviously this this is every every step of this story arc is important. But if you do it at a, at a side-level, quote-unquote, pay-per-view like the Elimination Chamber where you have Sammy beat Roman, well, what does that say for the trajectory for Cody? You know, like, or is this the way that they insert Sammy into the main event? At WrestleMania, you know, it's like, hey, here's your three way dance. How I could see it going over if they do that, and this is me just playing pretend Booker. Um, right. If they do that, what if Sammy and Cody pin him at the same time? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if they have a whole, there's a whole fucking dust up, mix up, whatever, and they pin him, and then it's like, okay, well, now we have to split them up because, you know what I mean? Like, there could be something along those lines, but I don't know, man. I, I'm fucking hyped by this. Meanie. Yes. We have breaking news on this program. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard... It's crazy, right? From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard with your look, meaning, because you know, Blue Meanie's got that specific beard look now you can use finally use manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code mindmeanie for 20 percent off plus free shipping it's time to tame your mane no one likes a wide a, a weird beard rather so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with manscaped's pro beard kit meanie tell me about your experience so far with manscaped's beard hedger pro kit well, if there's anything I'm known for besides blue hair is an amazing beard. And uh, I've spent years trying to keep it clean, keep it fresh. And uh, when I open up my package from Manscaped, all those beautiful beard care products, it was it was like something I, I dream come true, something I've been waiting all my professional beard, beard care taking life. It is incredible. And that blue beard of yours is going to look great when we're back at Icons this fall or spring rather but even in the fall it's going to look great when you use uh manscapes beard hedger pro 
kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. This cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths with just one guard. Plus it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower to avoid all of that hair in the sink, which is disgusting, especially if you're hairy like me. The titanium-coated T-blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. And friends, I feel like that's an innuendo somewhere. The Pro Kit doesn't end there. They have created the four dermatologist-tested formulations for your post-trim care first. There's the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember that all of your hair is different, so the beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why this kit has made shampoo and conditioner specifically designed to moisturize reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote beard hair, beard health, rather. So when Meanie is out of the ring, he can wash that beard up, and not only does it go from blue to white, it's gonna look healthy, natural, and fresh. Next, the kit has Manscaped's beard oil, an essential piece for your man facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a little shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine. Cap it off with the Beard Bomb, a pomade that shapes, styles, moisturizes, and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames, depending on which way you go. The Beard Pro Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress and potentially moonsault off the middle rope. So go get 20% off plus free shipping when using the promo code MINDMINI at manscaped.com. It's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code MINDMINI. Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. And we thank them, as always, for sponsoring the program. It's, um, I've seen a lot of people in the media talking about how great the storyline is and how, how, um, just deep and in, in, involved it is. It's probably, for me, it's probably the best storyline in the past 20, 30 years of, of professional wrestling. And, I said it before, it's it stands up to any drama that's on TV right now. So now if they do the double pin, they gotta do it wisely. Right. Because I think there was a double pin somewhere. I'm like, well, whoever's on the bottom uh, I think it was last WrestleMania, wasn't it? The double Where, pin was uh, Roman put two people on top of each other, uh, Daniel Bryan and mm. somebody and pinned them, I believe. That was uh WrestleMania thirty seven. That was Edge and Daniel Bryan and Roman in the main event. Right. Right. So, and to me, my, my point of contention was like, uh, whoever's the one touching the, you know, the physical body, even if, you know, what I'm trying to say is whoever would be on top of the guy, the second guy on top doing the pin, the first guy on the bottom should be the winner because he's the one making physical contact with the guy being pinned. Right. Now, if you're going to do Cody and Sammy do a double pin where maybe have one guy collapse on one side of the body yeah. with one shoulder, have somebody collapse on the other side, on the other side. So they're both touching a shoulder. So that, that would put the uh, the pin right down the middle, daddy. Yep. yep. Where if somebody's on top and then that person jumps on top, whoever's on top first to me is the winner, you know? In the in, in the rules, you it's, know, of, it's, of wrestling, it's got to be done right. It really doesn't. It's such a careful dance that you have to do. I don't know. I'm on the edge. I'm riveted by this shit, man. I really am. I'm. Uh, I've been really enjoying uh, everything they've been putting out so far. And apparently, too, I read something uh, Sean Ross Sapp said uh, yesterday. This uh, this event in Greenville was completely sold out, and it was the highest grossing gate that this town, this market, had ever had. And apparently it's been happening like that all over the country. So whatever Hunter is doing is working, yeah. you know, yeah. for all the criticism and the critique that people have. Yeah. And I guess there's an NXT event tonight in Greensboro. Yeah. Ven- I think it's, what is it? It's Vengeance. Is that the name of it? Yeah. I think. I like how they're repurposing like the old WWE. Vengeance Day. For- yeah. For- oh, Vengeance Day. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so they changed it a little bit, but. A little bit. They make it a little bit more uh, suited. But, uh, oh, well, Vengeance Day, because New Day, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the WWE's doing really good stuff. That's good shit, pal. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm just curious when they're going to bring fucking Braun Breaker, Rex Steiner, 
up to the main roster. I feel like he's overdue at this point, right? I guess we'll see tonight. Yeah. Whatever they, whatever they have going on at this premium live event for NXT. Brother. Uh, brother. We shall see. Yep. It's going to be a good time, man. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, what else is going on, man? What else is going on with you? Dude, it, to me right now, it's all about sports mm-hmm. and all about the Eagles and seeing where everything goes. And uh, I, get, I guess I'll, I, to get back to it, yeah. I guess the uh, the one secret weapon that nobody's really talking about with this Eagles team when it comes to the uh, Eagles-Chiefs matchup is Indomitacu. Hmm. The last time the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl, it was against the Tampa Bay Bucks. The Bucks defense totally neutralized uh, Pat, Patrick Mahomes, right? So the person that's been a part of both of these teams is Indomitacu. He was on the Bat Bucks team that totally shut down Patrick Mahomes. And he's on this Eagles Super Bowl team. So to me, he knows a little bit of the secret sauce that, you know, that it takes to now get it. I get it. Patrick Mahomes, he's a, he's a magician. So just, uh, it'll be interesting to see what this defense does with Patrick Mahomes, but, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes got, has that high ankle sprain mm. and, uh, we'll see. I mean, he p- performed miraculously against the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, but you know, that's a, like a, that's like a, couple month injury yeah you know that it takes to, to fully heal from and you know Jalen Hurts he's uh still not 100% with his shoulder issue but uh he could still be mobile and run around and they could use a design run place for him to you, you know to util, utilize his skill set yep so to speak but um I, I've I'm not being cocky but I feel confident in this in this game coming up with the Eagles and uh I'm 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 cautiously optimistic, but it feels I feel pretty good going into this game. Well, well. I was going to say the Inquirer, the Philly Inquirer, is saying that it's a, they're calling it a who's what's the name of this writer here? Michael Sielski, uh is okay. is saying that it's a, a pretty good bet to bet on the Eagles this year uh, to win. What do you what are your thoughts on that? Do you really think it's uh think it's safe? It's it's amazing how Vegas has a feel for the games to where. You know they can the point spread or whatever. The, the Eagles are what a two and a half point favorite. Yeah, I'd have for to this. Go, let me take a look at the Vegas spread on that one. Go into the Google, it's, and it also brings up the the conspiracy theories that you know a lot of people are you know talking about how they're trying to say that NFL's rigged, which that's been like the the talk for like the last two weeks that the NFL's rigged, or maybe just the officiating sucks. But um, you know just uh. Yeah, it's it's amazing how Vegas is that much in the know when it comes to these teams. It says that the Eagles are the um, it's the negative one point five favorites. For, so, yeah, if it's in the negative, that means they're it's for the Eagles. Yeah, which I'm not a betting man, but I'm starting starting to learn this. If it's plus whatever, it's usually means like the Eagles are going to lose. But if it's negative. Means the Eagles are going to win. Yeah, it so. says they're the, it says they're the favorites to win. The over and under is forty nine and a half points, and uh, it looks like the money line, which I have no idea. I'm not a gambler. I have no idea. But for the Eagles, is negative one hundred and twenty five. Um, it looks yeah. like the prediction from Vegas and the the trends, their model, um, it says that the Chiefs will cover the spread in the Super Bowl with sixty seven percent confidence. But it sounds like they are putting their money on the Eagles. So. Um, seems like a safe bet to me. I don't know if I was a betting guy, I would probably put put a little bit of money on it, but I don't have any money to bet. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never gotten into the whole sports betting thing, unless it's like a fluke thing. Just mm-hmm. I'll bet this one time, but like there's people who, who bet religiously, and uh, it's like man to put my personal wealth on the line, and the guy drops a ball. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Uh-uh. it's like. Mm. If you're going to just throw your money away, just put in a slot machine and, you know, lose it that way. Yeah. That way you don't have to end up hating the one thing you love, which is, to me, it's sports, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I'm but, good. 
Yeah, but I think uh, I'm confident that um, in this game. Uh, oh, also in the, in the uh, chat here, we got uh, Schlichter. What up, Schlichter? Good morning, Mr. Schlichter. Um, uh, yeah, so we got a, a, a good chat room full of uh, some Eagles fans there. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, but yeah, I know I'm rambling here. But, hey, dude. Uh, dude. It's where my mind is right now. It looks like on the uh, on the, the same Inquirer column, uh, Mike is calling it Eagles 38, Chiefs 24. Uh, Shackelford said, I'll bet on two kids playing wiffle ball in Minnesota. That's a safe fucking bet right there, my friend. <laughs> That's a safe bet. Lucha said, I'm not an Eagles fan, but I put the house on them. They're too hot right now. I agree. Um, I don't see it coming out any other way, but the Eagles, or as we say here in the city, the Eagles coming yeah. out on top. Um, well, he, yeah, well, here's the thing. It's like the Eagles, with the maybe exception of Vontae Maddox, who's still nursing that toe injury, mm-hmm. the entire roster is healthy. Yep. There's nobody. White out. hot, there's no, man. There's no backups in. It's it's good. They're they're pretty much look everybody in the NFL's injured, but as far as (laughs) yeah, everybody's hurt, you know. But it's to the point of can you play? The entire roster is healthy. There's no backups. It's they're 100. percent They're resting guys this week, so they you know for the Super Bowl and stuff like that. But the Eagles have full strength. This fucking defense, which they're five sacks away from tying the 85 bears. So if they get five sacks in this game, they'll be like right up there with the bears, 85 bears defense, which is a fucking Hassan Reddick is a game wrecker. Local kid, uh, grew up right across the river in Camden, went to school here in temple. He's dude. We not, he knocked out the Eagles, knocked out two quarterbacks in that San Francisco game. They knocked out, uh, Brock Purdy, which yeah. Yeah. Hit him with his fucking wrist. Right. Yeah. His arm was popped his elbow, which is pre- he's pretty much going to have to get Tommy John surgery, which is like a baseball injury. Oh man, I didn't realize it was that bad. Yeah, he's going to be out for six months, and then uh, Josh Johnson, the backup, came in. They knocked him out. So this, my God, it, this in this year, this football season, the Eagles have knocked three quarterbacks out of a game, uh, out of two separate games. First was Aaron Rodgers in a Green Bay game. Oh shucks. Yeah, darn. Better call Dr. Then, Joe Rogan to check you out. Yeah, has some Hiawatha or whatever that fucking shit he does is. I don't know. Hiawaska. I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, and then two in this thing. So the fact that, you know, Mahomes is nursing, like, nursing that high ankle sprain, that's like throwing chum into the fucking ocean. I think. Not yeah. that they would potentially target him, but. No, no, no. It, it makes him more susceptible to um they, for them to get to him a little bit easier maybe if he's hobbling around because yeah. god knows you know i i believe high ankle sprains kind of lead to uh achilles injuries mm-hmm. like i've seen guys play with or i've read about guys playing with high ankle sprains and they're so numbed up that they wind up having a, a burst achilles so that, if that happens Good Lord. Um, but this this Eagles defense is legit. I love our offensive line, uh, the way they're opening up lanes for the running game and stuff like that. So even if Jalen's shoulder's a little bit uh, still tender from that you know, shoulder sprain he had, it, they'll, they'll, they'll be, uh, I think they'll be all right. Yeah. One thing I wanted to mention here is, um, I, I, speaking of football, um, I've been watching a documentary that came out about three years ago now. Uh, it's about Aaron Hernandez from the New England Patriots, the convicted killer. Uh, yeah. It's actually really fucking good, man. I don't know if you've seen that. I know we talk about documentaries uh, frequently on here, but. Oh, I love documentaries. Man, this one's a fucking doozy, dude. Holy shit. Is Crazy. it a multi-parter? It's a three-part. Um, it's about an hour and change each episode. Um, I've seen it. Yeah, dude. Fucking. It's been a while. I've seen it. Easy, good man. Um, definitely want to recommend that now uh, if you want to check that out uh, to anybody that's listening. But just the, it's very interesting the way they talk about the CE, the CTE uh, in his brain um, after he passed. I haven't gotten that far yet, but I know that that was what the autopsy revealed on his end. But man, lots of uh, lots of twists and turns in that documentary. So check it out. 
Uh, but I'm, I'm again, I'm putting my money on the Eagles for this uh, this win here. Um, I'm excited. It's February 12th. Is that that Sunday, February 12th? Yeah. Yeah. A week from tomorrow. And it's going to be in Arizona, so make sure you check it out. Uh, but, Meanie, I have another question for you, sir, if I may, real fast. Yeah, of course. <laughs> question. Are, yes. you, uh, are you ready to ask Meanie? I would love to. Ask me something. Don't forget, tweet us your questions using the hashtag AskMeanie, and you may hear them read on the show. Meanie, we got an important question for you from Matt from Dover wants to know, tis the season, Meanie, what is your favorite Girl Scout cookie? Oh. Always, hit, uh, always hitting us with the, uh, with the good questions here. Yeah. Yeah, the important ones. Um, man, there's so many ways you could go, but I would have to say uh, the Samoas. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that or the uh, the Thin Mints, but you gotta leave them in the freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That with a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, magic. So I'll go with the Samoas. With the yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the was it coconut and caramel Mm -hmm. chocolate. They have a different name for them now, but they're the Samoa cookies. You know. Carl well, Delights is what they're called now, yeah. The conundrum is they switched uh, to different people who, whoever was making them before retained the rights to the names. Oh, I see. Just kind of screwed them over. They went to a new uh, distributor or whatever, and who, whoever was making them last time uh, latched, on, latched on to the names. Interesting. And they the rights to the names. That's why they can't call it that anymore. They have a cookie here called the Adventurefuls, which look like chocolate with a peanut butter in the middle. Is this is this accurate here? Hold on, I got to look this up right now. Read that again, but slower. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm looking up exactly what it is. Um, it's a new Girl Scout cookie. It's a, a brownie inspired cookie with a caramel flavored cream and a hint of sea salt. So it's a fucking brownie cookie with caramel in it. And my brother in Christ, I'm buying six boxes of those. Holy shit, oh, they- man! Those kids always know how to get you. Yeah, dude. I actually just talked to my friend Dana. Her her daughter Adriana is selling uh, Girl Scout cookies, and I was like, I, she sent me the link. I'm like, I, I'm gonna just go fucking buck wild here. I can't believe this. They're tiny fucking hitmen. I oh. tell you, raspberry rally. What is that? And the peanut butter patties are usually pretty good. I like them. I usually keep a box or two of them in my desk. My trainer Brad won't be happy with me, but you know, <laughs> I just got to house them all at one time. It'll be fine. Just take uh, those. Uh, take those. Uh, car- anti-carb pills or whatever <laughs> just have to work twice as hard in the gym that's all and get and get some diarrhea while you're at it. <laughs> that's right uh mark and trident's got two questions for us this week uh do you think do you guys think that cody rhodes getting injured was a blessing in disguise would he have cody. ended up <laughs> something something cody rhodes um do you think he would have ended up having the fans turn on him eventually if he hadn't I don't know, but I definitely think the the injury was a blessing in disguise. Being a Philadelphian, uh, we respect those who put in the effort. Mm-hmm. When he took that robe off and you saw the the bruising in the from the torn pack, yeah, and the fact that he continued to go forward, I think that endeared him more to the fans you know, uh, in the storyline and they, they're, they're going to rally around him even more because they feel like his journey has been paused because right. of the injury, but he still went out there with the injury and gave them a hundred percent, which you do that in the eyes of, uh, you know, the, these fans and then that makes you even more, he was already over. Yeah. But now he's just that much more over and the, the it adds another layer to this, this, this quest for the belt that his father never had. Yeah, I think um, I, I agree with Meany on this one. I think um, I think the the injury definitely elevated him to a new level that I don't know if he necessarily would have been elevated to. Um, but again, I, you're right. I think it adds an extra layer of I don't know what the word is, but not importance. But it's like it's a, it's an extra layer of drama, an extra struggle to overcome, which is why I think they're going to still stick with Cody beating Roman. Um, I think once they transition out of the Sammy storyline, they transition him away from, from Roman, excuse me. Um, I think they're really going to lay heavy into this for the next like month and change. 
you know, month and a half, because it'll be a month and a half before WrestleMania at that point. They have a long time to build that story between both shows. Yeah. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, that's probably where it's going to go. But yeah, I think, um, I think in some ways it was, um, but I don't think anything would have stopped this freight train from, from happening with Cody, um, you know, winning the title. Uh, Mark and Dryden, actually, why don't I go to this one? I saw Vanessa had a question here. Vanessa from, uh, from the pod squad, uh, wants sure. to know, do you think that there's going to save Sami Zayn's entrance with his old theme for Montreal? You're going to let that come back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause his old theme is kind of like a, a soccer type theme where we, ole, 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 ole. It's perfect for people to, to sing along with. Yep. So it kind of has that, uh, that's like a mighty mighty boss tones feel. Yeah, it's like very ska, punk rock. Thinking, yeah, I keep thinking of uh, what's that song? Never had to knock on wood. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I think when I hear it. It's very that's why I said, yeah. I had went to hear Sammy Sane's theme. <laughs> Imagine being the dancer for the mighty, mighty Boston. What do they pay him? The guy who just dances on the stage. I don't know. Probably. I would imagine they probably pay him 30 bucks and a box of mozzarella sticks. Cause that's, I mean, if you're on tour, you need to eat, you need to stay it's full. Fun. His cardio has got to be amazing. I'm sure, man. Core strength is probably full tilt boogie, dude. Yeah. Has to. Yeah, I probably, I would imagine they'll, you know, they're going to, they're going to make him, they're going to put him over. Um, the impression that I get is the name of that song Vanessa just yeah. told us. Um, and Schlichter wanted to remind Thanks. us too that remember, guys, a sleeve of Oreos is a serving size. He's fucking right, man. He's fucking right. <laughs> and you're right, Dude, man. Just like get like one of those things where I just put my mouth open my mouth and just slide <laughs> it in like 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 a cement mixer. Like a slide, dude. Like a fucking like a like a kid slide. Come on, dump those cookies here. Can't I'm like uh, I'm like Jack Black and uh, Saving Silverman. The cheese makes it one not one nacho or whatever. <laughs> the cheese melts together to make it one chip. That's right. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I know. I'm fucking it up. I, I know, know, dude. You're good, man. You're good. Um, Mark and Dryden's last question for us this week: A rumor on the wrestling site. So there's our first problem: uh, is that the WWE may go with Brock and Gunter at WrestleMania. Do you guys think that's a good or bad thing? And will a loss, do you think a loss would be bad to either of them? Meaning I'll let you have the floor on this one. Uh, I would love to see that match because they kind of teased it in the rumble, but I think you got to make Gunther. I, and he kind of made Gunther with that, just that stare down. It, you know, he did the thing with Gunther that he was trying to do with Keith Lee. But, um, you know, with acknowledging that, you know, he's a badass. But Gunther, I don't think it would hurt Gunther. Uh, you got to elevate. I think Brock is a smart enough businessman to know that he's got to help make some other guys. And he's, he's chosen, he would choose it wisely. I think he would, not that I know the guy, but just guessing from, you know, being on the outside looking in that, um, I think I don't think it would hurt Brock because it, it could be done why it, it could be done in a good way to where it doesn't hurt him or you know they have those guys just beat the shit out of each other to a fucking a draw you know mm-hmm. it's just like the ring the, the the one the ring couldn't handle such a you know yeah. or you know velocity or whatever I don't know but uh, I would definitely love to see that at Mania and I think it would benefit. Gunther and uh, I think Brock would be smart enough to do enough to help elevate him so WWE has another you know killer on their hands yeah I mean look like Gunther was well put over at the rumble I mean Cody Cody and Gunther basically had a match at the end of that rumble Um, yeah I think Gunther is is really set long term now because I feel like you can kind of see where their plans are going um but I agree. I agree with that. I think that's where the Keith Lee storyline was eventually going to go. Um, but I also, again, I think like there's so many new people that are coming up like cross, you know, carrying cross. I still think they're kind of holding him in the wings right now to wait, to see what happens at mania, because I genuinely feel like he's going to be one of those guys that comes for the title at some point with Cody. Yeah. I think, uh, whoop. technical difficulties. I think, uh, I think 
Cross is definitely going to be a guy that's going to challenge and probably win. I see I see Cross as a Sid type of character, you know, dominant, devastating, um, doesn't talk much, but when he does, you're listening. Methodical, yeah, yeah. I mean, very much like he he feels very much like a like a psycho Sid uh, character for 2023, which is great. I mean, I loved Sid. Sid was one of my favorites as a kid, but um, I think Gunter's going to be in that mix as well. I think a loss for I think Gunter taking a pin from Brock would hurt him more than re- reversing those roles. I think the point of that match would be for Brock to put Gunter over, and I I don't I don't see it going any other way but that. So. Um, I'd be hyped for it. I mean, I definitely want to watch it. You know, big meaty men slapping me. You can't go wrong there. But um, yeah, that shit's going to be crazy. I I still think they're going to probably do Lashley and Lesnar three at Mania, but I don't. Yeah. I, you know, there's still time, you know, SummerSlam could, they they have a big money match at SummerSlam. Um, I don't think you would, I don't think you'd do wrong there either. Yeah. If Lashley, if Lashley causes, causes Brock the match against Gunther. Right. You could do do part three at SummerSlam. That's actually not a bad idea. Yeah, that's actually probably that's probably a good idea. Um, but what is, or if it's a three way between Lashley, Gunther, and Brock, could the ring handle that? Yeah, Katie barred the door. Fucking tape up the barn doors. Put some fucking concrete in front of it. This is going to be a barn burner and a half. Yes, I said barn burner when I meant to say barn burner. But it's my first day with a new mouth, folks. Uh, Yes, Mimi, thank you as always, for doing this program with us uh, yeah. and answering everyone's questions every single week. But a, uh, a question for you is, where can everyone find you on your social media? If you would like to follow the uh, Blue Meanie on all forms of social media, go to at Blue Meanie BWO. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, if you would like to support the Blue Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Blue Meanie. If you would like to support Mind of the Meanie, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Use coupon code Meanie. Or you can also use the coupon code Mind. Support you know, either Blue Meanie or Mind of the Meanie. Save 10%. Uh, that's over at CollarandElbowBrand.com. Uh, MadCatBeerCare.com. Uh, go over there, get yourself some of the blue spruce beard oil or beard bomb. Uh, my boy, Josh Thornton, he's doing an amazing job over there. Uh, shout out to Josh. He was, a uh, he had a little health issue uh, a little bit ago and he's getting back on his feet, but, uh, let's go over there and support them over at madcatbeercare.com. Uh, shout out to my boy, Jim Nelson over at glaciersofice.com. Uh, Jim made a three of three only handmade custom BWO Air Jordan one sneakers for Stevie Nova and myself. Each pair of sneakers takes Jim about 50 hours per pair. If you want to see all the behind the scenes making of uh, videos and photos, uh, follow him on all forms of social media at G O I kicks. That's at G O I kicks. If you want a custom uh, video from Yours truly, the Blue Meanie. Go to cameo.com slash Blue Meanie BWO for birthdays, holidays, well wishes, or uh, whatever you wish. Just, uh, let's let's keep it fun. Let's keep it clean. Uh, and also for this week, uh, go to shop.jpts.com. That's shop. The letter J, the letter P, T E E S. Dot com go get yourself a go birds it's a philly thing t-shirt over there at jpt's uh because my boy jay does a really good job with over there but uh most importantly besides the super bowl mr bernard where can we find you you are so kind sir thank you very much you can find me on social media at instagram twitter mastodon uh tiktok as well which i barely use uh it's this is goober yes it's my handle no i'm not changing it it's a brand pal so go ahead and check that out. You can also check me out at the Wrestling Hour on Premier Streaming Network. Uh, this week was part one of my conversation with uh, Rob Van Dam, friend of the show. Uh, this week coming up will be part uh, two of that conversation. So you can sign up now today at PremierStreamingNetwork.com. 
You can sign up and watch the show there. Uh, don't forget to go to the FeinbergMethod.com and use promo code Goober and save up to 20% on your entire purchase. It is physical and mental well-being with my trainer and dear friend Brad Feinberg at the FeinbergMethod.com. Don't forget to go and check out our friends at Pink Bike Ralph and pick up a mug. Bad things happen at Philadelphia or paint your dicks green for the birds. Uh, you can find him on Instagram and find his store there at Pink Bike Ralph. Also, go to ProWrestlingTees.com, and you can check out my other show, Foundation Radio, by going to FoundationRadio.net and checking out all of the episodes that I have there in the archive, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Foundation Radio, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Pick up a shirt and, and keep the lights on at Casa de Meanie and at the Barnard Home for Wayward and Troubled Youth. One final plug here, I am currently awaiting the very first uh, spec design of my brand new Wrestle Buddy that's going to be available from our friends at Brothers Gatter. <laughs> I should be receiving that any day now. I'm very excited about this. I've never been an action figure or a wrestle buddy. So if you've always dreamed about beating the shit out of me, now is your time. So go to check it out at brothersgatter.com. And uh, when that is available, we'll be putting it all over our socials. You can get an official two-pack mind of the mini with yours truly and the blue one. You can pick that up. We'll have that set up for you as well. So that news will be coming out at some point shortly. Don't forget to sign up at patreon.com slash mind the meaning. You can join us ad free and early each week. Thank you to our sponsors at manscaped uh, for sponsoring the program this week. Meaning I want to say thank you again for doing the show as always. Uh, it is greatly appreciated. I have a boatload of fun with you and the pod squad every single week for the blue meaning. I am Adam Bernard. Join us again each and every week as we take a trip through the mind. This episode of Mind of the Meanie was recorded and produced by Adam Barnard and was engineered by Carl Pinnell. Additional production and narration provided by Sam Kreps. Our executive producers are Josh Chernoff, Adam Barnard, and the Blue Meanie. Our opening theme is performed by the Swamp Candles. Our closing theme is performed by Chikara. The show contains original music produced by Enrichment. Get additional bonus content by becoming our patron on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindofthemeanie. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at mindofthemeanie. This has been a Butts Carlton Media Production in conjunction with the MLW Radio Network. Butts Carlton Proprietor. That was Blue Meanie's brain out. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 